You are listening to She's Reinvented, the podcast for women over 40 who believe it's never too late to pursue their dreams and to reinvent themselves. I'm your host, Heidi Sawyer, and I believe that we are all on a journey of growth and self-discovery that is never ending. And when you're doing it right, you're having fun with it too. Are we evolved? Never. Are we evolving? Always. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Beauty and the Being podcast, episode number four. And today I have a very special guest for you, my friend Lori Oberbreckling, the author of Secrets of Supermom, how extraordinary moms succeed at work and at home and how you can too. So if you've ever felt tired or overwhelmed, felt like you were searching for that ever elusive work-life balance, then you're going to want to listen up to this conversation with Lori. Lori is a corporate executive. She's a mom of four. She has a couple different side businesses and she wrote her book in 34 days during the pandemic while homeschooling her four kids. So Lori has a thing or two to teach us about productivity, about prioritizing what matters most and about staying motivated and keeping up that momentum. Lori and I cover a lot in our conversation together. So without further ado, let's get to it. Hi, Lori. Thanks so much for coming on. I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, Heidi. I'm super excited to be here. So you have a new book out, Secrets of Supermom. I do. Tell me a little bit about the book and why you decided to write it. Okay, I will. The book just launched in February. So it's been out about six months now. And I, in my mind, thought that writing a book would be fun right? This, so ever since I was little, I loved to read. So writing a book was never completely off the table for me, but I didn't have any idea spinning, right? There wasn't, I wasn't like thinking about it for years and had this idea and really wanted to make this book come to life. I just thought, oh, I would love to be published. And so the pandemic happened and moms were struggling, right? All the families were struggling. I think Everyone was struggling. Let's be honest. Everyone still is struggling, but really moms got a lot of the brunt of the pressure. Uh, We got a lot of the brunt of the pressure on, you know, having to shift from working to working at home, maybe not working at all, maybe totally changing the style of how we worked. We were, you know, responsible for the children. We were responsible for homeschooling. And so parents really had a very difficult time. As I started thinking, how can I help moms? This idea sort of just came this, I, and I had, you know, the super mom idea I had had before, and I had been called that before, but I just thought I could put together some things that moms do the moms that are not struggling as much as others and figure out kind of what's working for them. So I surveyed and interviewed almost 200 moms. And I said, what works for you? What things do you absolutely rely on? What doesn't work for you? What, you know, where do you struggle the most? Where do you feel most like a super mom? Where do you really feel like you're just, you know, dying? And I took all of that and created the book. And so the book is 16 chapters of 16 secrets that moms can use to make life easier in some way. I love that. And I love that you just took that opportunity to, you know, while the pandemic's going on to have one of the things that I I like to talk about a lot is like when we're in this cycle of transformation, when we're in this growth and writing a book is a huge growth opportunity, all kinds of stuff I'm sure came up 
especially for most of us, when we write a book or we position ourselves as some sort of expert in an area, there's all kinds of imposter syndrome and things that just, yeah, as a human pops up, right? Yeah, for sure. But you took that experience of being in the pandemic, which is sort of what we call the void. It's that blank space to create something new. So can you tell me a little bit more about like, what was that like writing during that time? And I think I heard you wrote the book in like 30 days or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I joined a program. So I had this idea and I, and I joined a program because I had never written a book before. I had never published a book before. I didn't know any of the steps. And so I joined a program that promised to walk you through it and said, you could do it in 90 days, said you could go from book, like idea all the way to being published in 90 days. And I said, if other people can do it, I can do it. Right. So I joined this program and they said, in order to make this happen, you had to write your book in 30 days. And so I said, okay, well, other people have done this, so I could certainly do it. And, you know, never mind that I'm working full time, never mind that my kids are being homeschooled because they are not in school because of the pandemic, never mind all those things. Certainly I could make this happen, right? So I, it took me 34 days. I almost hit my goal. Really for me, it was waking up early, which I do anyway, but devoting that morning time to writing every single day for those 34 days. And some days were way harder than others. And some days I wrote way more than others. But in order for me to stay on track, I tracked it. And every day I got up and I said, you've got to write 1500 words today. And, and that was how I made it through. And, you know, and then I'd finish the writing and go on to working and taking care of homeschooling and making sure the kids got their stuff done and just kind of was laser focused to doing all of those things for that period of time. There is no way I could maintain that level of output and that level of um, striving for, I, I couldn't do that forever. It was a very, very hard 34 days, but I, you know, I think if you just put your mind to it, you can really do anything for a short period of time. Mm, That's so inspiring. And I think a lot of people who are listening are probably thinking, I would like to write a book, (laughs) but did you outline, did you outline the whole book out first? What was kind of your process? I did. So they teach you to mind map in the program that I do. And that, that uh, resonates with me. I creating a mind map makes sense to me. Right. So I did that. And then another thing that makes a lot of sense to me is kind of doing a post-it party, which is like taking a bunch of post-its and putting it on the wall or taking a bunch of note cards and writing things out and kind of making it visual. And so that's how I got all the ideas together and sort of, it was basically this brain dump of ideas and then deciding, okay, where does this story, where does this idea, where does this concept fit and what are the true secrets and then pulling together, okay, what, you know, if time management is a secret, what goes under that? Is it time blocking? Is it using a planner? Is it, what are those things that go into there? And so kind of put all those things together. And then it was just about, you know, banging out the chapters. That is so cool. And I think there are so many people wondering, you know, those exact things, right? How can I maximize my time? How can I show up and be present for my family and still get everything done that's on my to-do list? And there is sort of one of the things that I've been noticing with a lot of the clients I work with, you know, women who are in business and I hear a lot of like, Um, well, I need to wake up earlier and I have to do this and I've got to do that. And there's just this energy of, I have to do everything. Do you speak to that a little bit more in your book? And can you tell me kind of how that 
culture, how you've seen that culture impacting, you know, moms in particular. Yeah. We kind of touch on it really throughout the book, um, in different ways, really saying, what are my priorities and what, what do I have to do? So I, I say, this is not in the book, but I really say, ask two questions. So when we get into this, I have to culture, I have to do this and I have to do that. And all of these things are on my list. Um, my two questions are number one, do you, as in, do you really have to, as in, does it need to be you? It does it absolutely have to get done. Is it even something that deserves your time? Cause maybe it is. And maybe the answer is no. Oftentimes the answer is no, I don't actually have to do that. Or no, I don't actually have to do that. It could be my partner or my kids or someone that I hire if I have that, uh, you know, that opportunity. And so I think asking that question really says to stop, take a pause and say, is this something I really have to? And then the other question is, do you have to do it or do you get to do it? Because sometimes our task list becomes so overwhelming that we forget that there are things we actually want on there. Right. So one of those things for me, for example, and and I'll tell you guys this because this is like resounding with me for this very day is I get to walk my kids to school this year for the first year ever. All four of my kids are in one place. They're in one school. (laughs) And that has, you know, it's usually been two to three drop offs for the last five years. And that's a lot of time in the morning. So not only is walking them to school faster than any other round of drop offs, but I also get to be there with them every single morning and I get to pick them up every single day. Some days, like today, it's sandwiched between a million meetings. There's so many things going on. We're having, you know, there's fires happening and I've got to stop and go walk the kids to school. And so it starts to become that, oh my goodness, I have to do this when really I get to, I have the privilege of walking them to school every day. And not every mom gets to do that. Not every dad gets to do that. And so stopping and saying, okay, I get to do this. This is pretty cool that my schedule and my life has worked out that I'm able to make this happen. And so really just taking that step back and, uh, you know, being, turning on the gratitude a little bit. Yeah. I love that. Looking for the, what you can be grateful for in those day-to-day things that even going to the grocery store, you know, it's like, oh, I've got, I have to go to the store. Well, isn't it pretty cool? We can walk into a store and buy what we want and have all kinds of produce and things just right there available for us. Because a lot of people, especially people who don't live in the United States and they're in other countries and they don't have things accessible to them like that. The things that we take for granted that are just kind of I have to is on our, on our to-do list. So I love that reframe. And then really asking yourself, do I have to do this? Or is this something I could delegate? Could I systematize this? Could I automate this? I I love that. We get so controlling, right? Some of us are so type A that we think, well, I have to do it, but do you? And does it really have to be done your way? If it just got done, wouldn't that sometimes be better? Uh, you know, even like things, I, I always think of the example, like folding laundry. It, if the kids folded the laundry, they would not fold it the same way I do. Right. <laughs> it would right. not be the same, but is it really important if my towels look amazing in the, in the cabinet, or is it just important that they're in there sort of folded, sort of accessible, sort of clean, <laughs> right? Right. Sometimes that the second is all you can ask. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And, and prioritizing things, right? Yeah. Because in reality, what's what's most important, spending quality time with people that mean the world to you or having perfect towels. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. 
So you have the top three ways that you can help tired working moms to stay motivated. And I know a lot of the women listening here are probably like, okay, this sounds great. And wow, Lori's really motivated. She was able to write this book in 30 days and she sounds amazing and super, but how about the rest of us? How can we stay motivated? What are your tips? Yeah. So number one is just start. Uh, And I know that that sometimes sounds easier than, than I make it, but it just do something. Uh, because sometimes we don't have time to wait for motivation. There are days that I wake up incredibly motivated and I am in general pretty motivated, but there are days that I wake up not motivated at all. I don't want to, you know, maybe write if I've been writing for three, you know, three weeks in a row. And now I know I have to wake up and write. I don't know what I'm going to say. So just start, just start small, take a small step because oftentimes that little bit gets you going. And a good example that I like to use that, that really I notice in my own life is cleaning up the house. So I don't want to pick up six humans worth of items in our house every single day. No, I'm never motivated to do that, but I also don't want a disastrous house. So oftentimes I just say, okay, all I'm going to do is clean up like the entry hall where the shoes are. And then once I get started on that, it's a small task, but then I'm like, okay, I guess I can move to the living room. I guess I can pick up a few more blankets. I guess I can do a few more things. So oftentimes just getting started gets the momentum going without you having to count on it to get started in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. I love that. So that's number one. Number two is a happiness list. I love the idea of a happiness list. I think everyone should have a happiness list and that is making a list, doing a brain dump of everything that makes you happy. And that is big things that, you know, so maybe going to get a massage or going on a, you know, a weekend away with your spouse makes you happy. Cool. Yeah, me too. Those are awesome. But those are really big. What about reading for five minutes? What about just sitting outside with, you know, like a sparkling water and sitting in the sun for five minutes that might make you happy, you know, snuggling with your pets. Uh, My daughter got a hamster from Santa and I thought I was going to hate that thing. And I love that hamster. I will hold it in the morning and just pet that hamster. And so, you know, even just little silly things that make you happy, put them on the list because I think that you should be picking something from your list every day and putting it into your life because there's no reason that you should go any day without getting to do something that makes you happy. It should not be a monotony of tasks and things without something that brings you a level of joy that you deserve to have every day. I love that because it helps train your mind to look for the positive, right? Uh, We can so many times be just really wired towards looking for what's wrong or what needs to be changed or fixed. But when we're focused on what makes us happy, we're going to find more of that. I love that. That's a great tip. Yeah. Your mind definitely goes there and you can add to it, right? You do your your brain dump and you put 20 things on your list. But then maybe you just drove home from the grocery store and you got to go by yourself. And that was awesome. And you've cranked up your music and you were singing at the top of your lungs. And that was awesome. And that wasn't on your list. Put it on there. You know, you getting to rock out your car is on your happiness list. So keep adding to it and and make sure you're adding those things every day. And then the last thing is super moms hang out with super moms. And this is in the book too. And that is that if you want to be happy and motivated and inspired and live a day filled with gratitude, you have to hang out with people that are doing the same thing. And so finding friends that feel that way, finding a, a group that, that feels that way, 
you know, whether you're, you join a group or you um, get a coach or you go to a therapist or whatever it is, find the people that bring that out in you and that you bring that out in them. And that automatically up levels your base level of motivation. You will be more motivated in general, and then you can just continue to grow from there. So that's another way to really get motivated quickly is rely on that accountability from other people. Hmm. Yeah, those are excellent tips. So do something, even if it's small, just get started, get that forward momentum going, create a happiness list and add to it regularly with ways that you can incorporate something that makes you happy or brings you joy in your life. And then hang out with other super moms, hang out with people who inspire you, who motivate you, who make you want to show up as the best version of yourself because they're doing that too. Absolutely. And you, I, you'll hear moms say, well, I don't have friends that are like that. You know, my friends are kind of, they just like to complain or they just like to, you know, I don't have a lot of people in my life. I don't have a lot of friends. I don't have many neighbors that I know, whatever the excuse is, we have the beauty of social media. So social media can be a terrible time waster is what I call it in the book sometimes, but it can also be a way to really connect with people who are amazing that you may not have to live right next to or be able to go to coffee with, but you can still be inspired by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, a lot of the women that I work with really struggle with time management. And I know that you're a working mom and you also have been able to write this book and promoting a book is no joke. I mean, you're, you're going on podcasts, you're being interviewed all over the place and it's adding a lot to your schedule. I'm sure. Uh, I remember that from when my husband launched his book, there was just like our whole schedule was filled up with podcast interviews and things. (laughs) So tell us a little bit more about, you know, some tips that the listeners can use to help more effectively manage their time if they are a working mom or they're just busy, you know, they just have a lot on their plate. Yeah, my, so my best way is that I plan on Sundays and then plan every day. So I plan out my entire week on a Sunday. I sit down and I go through every meeting that I have that's immovable or semi-immovable, every, you know, interview, every, every work meeting, every kiddo drop off, all of those things I put on the calendar. And then I also write down all of the to-dos for that week and kind of decide what absolutely has to get done. You know, if I have a project that's got a project plan due, or if I have a report due, um, is going to be a different thing than, you know, maybe I'd like to clean out the kids' clothes, but that doesn't have to happen this week. And I put all those things down. And then every day I sit down, that's part of my morning routine is to go through the whole day and to figure out where the blocks of time are that I can put in tasks and where I have all of the meetings, make sure nothing has changed and then follow that plan. So for me, that's very easy. I know folks that like to be spontaneous. That's not as, you know, people that aren't as good at time management are struggle with that um, open time. And so for those folks, I just say, have more of those open gaps. So don't pack yourself so full of meetings that you don't have the open gaps to do what you want, do a happiness list item, or to be able to put in some to-dos that you might want to add in last minute. So that's really what works for me. I use a paper planner. And then I also have a digital planner that is shared with the family that is incredibly helpful so that we can all stay on track together. Yeah, that's a great tip. I think having that master list of things that you can kind of block in there when you have a chance, when you look at your day and there's some gaps and it's like, yeah, you know what? I was, I was going to go through the kids clothes and just kind of declutter anything that's sized out or 
you know, too small, those types of things where it drives you nuts when you open up a drawer or you look in a closet and there's all these things, right? That, yes. that kind of decluttering, that can really add to your happiness list when you open up a closet and things are not tumbling out at you. So having those types of little projects that you can tackle in an hour, you know, when you have the free time in your schedule, I, I love that idea too, just having yeah. that. List. I also like to have it. I, I like it to be in that brain dumped list, that list of kind of random house things, because if I don't have it written down, I feel like it's swirling in my head. And when there are too many things swirling in there, I always feel like I'm forgetting something and it might not be that I am. So once I get it onto paper, I feel like that just helps me feel a lot calmer because I know it's there and I'm not going to forget it. And I can go back to it whenever I want. And that's been a really nice way to to not consistently feel overwhelmed and get that. I don't know if you guys feel that spinning, swirling feeling where you don't even know what to do next because it feels like so many things are in there. If I get them all out on paper, I, I kind of absolve myself of that and am able to just move on to the next thing. Yeah. 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 Then you can do that. That step one, do something, right? (laughs) Get something something done. (laughs) Yes. Start moving. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that you have an amazing free resource because I actually went on your site and did it myself and it was super fun. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you about the quiz. So I have um, a what is your super mom superpower quiz. And so you can take the quiz and find out your super mom superpower. What are you really, really good at and how can you use that to be better at time management, for example. So there is a time management superpower. So have to see if that, that might be yours, but there's also one that maybe you're um, a self-care queen, uh, maybe you're a wizard of organization. And so you can take the quiz and find out and then get a little bit more resources to kind of fill in the gaps. Because oftentimes when we're really good at one thing, we might struggle with some other things. You know, if we're really good at being organized, we might not be so good at managing our time or, or things like that. So, so it's a, it's a good resource. It's fun. Mm, Yeah. I love that. I love quizzes. I've loved them since I was a teenager and I used to pick up the magazines and do the quizzes in there. Totally. And you're like, Oh, what what if I would have answered this way? Because I kind of think this and this one. Yes. So, so if you feel the need, you can take the quiz over and over again. If you need to change your answers, super fun, super easy. Yeah. Now tell us, I know a lot of people listening are probably wondering where can they get the book? Where can they connect with you? Where can they find out more about all of the cool things that you're doing? Absolutely. So I am at secretsofsupermom.com and I am also Facebook and Instagram secrets of supermom. And then the book is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target. Uh, But if you just search secrets of supermom, you'll find it. Or if you're on my website, there's a direct link. And, and yeah, I think those are the big places. Yeah. And you guys go follow Lori on Instagram because she shares some really amazing content. She also has a podcast and you're just going to find a ton, a ton of value with what she's sharing. So Lori, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. And it's been wonderful to get the chance to get to know you a little bit more and to share you with, with my friends here. It was so fun. Thank you, Heidi. Thanks so much for listening today, friends. If this episode made a positive impact on you, please share it with a friend. Also, while you're here, leave me a rating and review. I love to read your reviews. It means the absolute world to me that this podcast is making a positive difference. Until next time, keep reinventing, keep evolving, keep stepping further into the truth of who you're here to be. Much love.